You are listening to the Break Free From Your Monkey Mind podcast, where you will be introduced to various techniques, ideas, and guests, providing you with ways to improve your mental health and help you take the first step towards your goals and aspirations. Let us inspire you today to learn, grow, and succeed. Here's your host, Tony Gordon. Good afternoon, good evening, morning. Welcome to join the Big Free for Your Monkey Mind podcast. This is series four, episode one. I must have, I never thought when I set this up it was going to last this long. I thought it was just maybe a few episodes to let people find out, get educated, that there's more help out there for them than just normal medicalization and going to GP and getting a prescription with some pills at the end of it. But what I'm glad to see is it's grown arm and legs over the time because. It's been a, a journey for me of so many brilliant guests, so many different subjects on it. But the arms and legs have actually grown into a person now. So I now have a co-host, and a co-host is Leanne. So welcome, Leanne. Hello, nice to meet you. And I'll explain in a moment why Leanne's here. But just for now to let you know, what this series is going to be about is a little bit different from the other ones. It's looking more of mental health issues that are not mainstream. What I mean by that is things that maybe people think that they're alone, that they're unusual. Sometimes because, as you know from mine, from series one and episode one, I have never had a a definitive diagnosis, and that was the issue for me. They could tell me what's wrong with me, they could tell me what was happening to me, but they couldn't diagnose it properly. Because there wasn't really anybody else I fit in a a pigeonhole. I I couldn't not females, I couldn't fit into the normal group of it. With the males, there wasn't many males had the same issue as me. And then I found out, yeah, there was a lot more than what they thought. Um, this is the same for so many people. We've got so many things coming up over the next few weeks. And you'll meet someone from next week, for example. We've got a lady coming on who is deals with a thing called selective mutism. Um, I'm not going to get too much detail about it tonight. So why don't you listen to that one? Because that is going to be amazing. Because it was something that really shocked me to hear people what they have to face through all their life that suffer with us. But how they can overcome these and how you can deal with it. It's brilliant. But Leanne's actually got something that we're going to start off this series with because she actually suffers from something herself. So what I'm going to do now, you heard me talk too much now, is pass you over to Leanne. She's going to tell you a bit about herself, first of all, and then what is she suffers from. So on you go. Thank you, Tony. Hello, everyone. Hi. So, yes, my name's Leanne. I am Reality Space Mindset Coach, and I suffer with a condition called vulvodynia. Now, vulvodynia is a pain which is generated in the genital area. Um, It is also a pain called pudendal nerve pain. So pudendal nerve pain, obviously, is the nerves running down um, all through your pelvic area, down into your genital area, and down into your legs. I've been suffering with this since I was 16 years old. Um, I've been having chronic pain, um, burning, can't sit down, struggling to do just basic things like cycling, going going out with my friends, jumping on a bike and going out with my friends, Um, even going shopping and buying a pair of jeans that I want to put on and I know that I'm just going to be in excruciating pain. So things like that for me, which to most people is everyday life. You'd agree, wouldn't you, Tony? You know, you want to go and put a pair of jeans on, you'd go and buy them and put them on and be happy. So, pudendal nerve pain isn't just affected by women, men do suffer with it as well because it is the nervous system that's running through obviously all your pelvic area. I suffer with it um, 
used to have a lot of UTIs as a child, urinary tract infections, um, suffered majority of my life with those. In and out of hospital, having um, investigations on my kidneys, on my bladder, retrogrades, um, which is cameras going inside and then photographing it and watching everything working inside, which all led to more and more nerve damage for me. Again, like Tony, never, ever given a proper diagnosis, always just told, it's vulvodynia, go away, leave us alone, you know, just get on with it. Suffering with vulvodynia does make your mood very low. Um, you kind of don't know why it's happening to you. you. You get to the point where you you don't know who to go to to ask for help. And you struggle in, you really struggle in. Now, I would suffer by having major flare-ups where even sitting down on a sofa, a nice, soft, comfortable sofa, would be excruciating for me. Um, going for long walks, anything where there was going to be excessive movement in my pelvic area would start a flare-up. I felt my whole body was just like a coiled, tight spring. Just everything was just rigid because I was in so much pain. The pain would go right down to my knees. I'd get like a burning sensation running down my legs. The whole nervous system in my body would just feel like it was out of sorts. So I struggled and suffered for many, many years, back and forth to GPs, back and forth. Felt like I was playing tennis. And in the end, I kind of gave up with trying to find help. Didn't know what to do. So I suffered in silence, just left myself suffering, being more and more in pain, affecting relationships, affecting becoming intimate with people, being a one with myself, feeling a, like a whole woman, feeling a person. I just could not engage in who I was. Then I had a further diagnosis of a mass which appeared on my liver um by this point I was told by my doctor that chances are you've got cancer and you know you haven't got long to live that came as a massive blow to me um as you can imagine if anyone's given a diagnosis like that your whole world just falls apart just falls apart around you and you don't know what to do I came to terms with it quite quickly before I had any further tests that, okay, I've got a couple of weeks to live, I'm gonna die, fine, whatever. Um, there was nothing I could do, there was nothing nobody could do. After having more tests and being told that the, the liver mass was actually there for a couple of years prior on being picked up on a previous scan that I hadn't been informed about, I then decided that Knowing that it could have been cancer and that I could have ended up having um, different things like chemotherapy, things like that, which could have affected my chances of ever having children, losing my hair, that sort of thing. The one thing that it was a wake up call to me was I wanted to become a mum. I wanted a family. So that was to me the biggest thing in my life was becoming a mum. And I knew at that point. I had to take control. And as soon as I got the all clear, as they say, that it isn't cancer or my liver mass, that's when I really started to take control of my life. 
So I decided to do some research. What is this pain? Does anyone else suffer with it? Am I suffering alone? Is it all in my head? I'd been told it was in my head many a times. How can a pain that is so severe that you can't even bring yourself to sit on a bike in your head? So I researched, I researched, I researched. I went on different Facebook groups. I went um, on Amazon looking at different books, anything that done pain in that area. I then saw, I took myself um, to a sexual health clinic because I thought, if anyone can help me, surely it's got to be them. They deal with that area. They've got to help me. And they were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I kind of felt like I was going to walk in there feeling very sleazy and people could think, oh, yeah, she's one of them. And I, I didn't want any of that. I just wanted help with my pain. And I was on the verge now of being on my knees, not knowing what to do. I was screaming out for help. My mental health state got to a point where I knew what I wanted. I wanted a family. But how the hell was I going to be able to get a family if I can't even let anyone come near me because I'm in too much pain? So saw a um, fantastic team at the Sexual Health Clinic who understood my pain, understood how I was feeling, and got me to work with treatments. And one of the treatments that they recommended was mindfulness. So I thought, ah, oh, they think it's all in my head. You know, here we go again. But it wasn't. What they wanted me to do was start to relax. I spent so many years stressed out about this. And that wasn't helping me at all. If anything, it was making my body get even more coiled up. So I needed to do mindfulness. I needed to start to learn to relax, which is why I got into hypnotherapy. I got into hypnotherapy because hypnosis does wonders to the body. And if it could help me, it could help others. So I saw a female um, health physiotherapist. Never heard of them before, but when I saw one, who again examined me, explained to me how they could help, what they could do. And they said to me, what well, I'd always said, you're like a coiled spring. So, okay, that made me feel even more tense. I didn't want people telling me what I already knew. I wanted people to tell me, this is what we are going to do, and this is how we're going to help you. Over the months and the years of seeing them, we made progress. They released all the tendons in my legs. They loosened them up. They managed to get my legs and my pelvic area loose. My tummy, which was like a rock-solid, hard mass, they softened it up. They loosened it up. That was probably the biggest pain. If you've ever had a stomach massage, a proper physio stomach massage, you come out bruised. They literally feels like they're pushing their fingers into your spine and they, you come out bruised. But my God, the effects afterwards. It was amazing. It was almost like somebody just shook everything out of me. It was great. Um, so after seeing them and them again telling me, breathing exercises make sure you do breathing exercises which they introduce as the the sniff flip and drop again I didn't know what the hell that was all going to be about but we did it and it's one of those that 
you do it the first time, you think, mm, okay, but you don't realize how much it actually helps. Learning how to breathe, learning how to breathe through your body, that was a massive thing for me. Learning to release and let go and just calm everything. So once I did that and I started to take control, I then started looking into my gut health because I was finding certain things that I was eating was really flaring me up. And I was thinking, Pendendal nerve pain, vulvodynia, you know, why would what I eat affect that? I had no clue that things like corn, barley, um, oxalates would have a massive impact on my nervous system. So I researched, found some people and looked into it, started changing my gut health, looking after me. I always exercised to a degree that was I could manage pain-wise. I then started to change what I was eating, making food diaries, noting down everything, until I got to a point where I could manage it. Self-hypnosis, meditation, relaxation, everything coming together now. And that's how I want to be able to help other people. I don't want people to suffer like I did from the age of 16 and go through your life. And one of my biggest achievements from all my research, sticking with it and finding what worked for me is that I have a beautiful little boy. I became a mum naturally, which I was so pleased with. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty much my story. Um, I am, I can go into more detail, but See, Tony will be here all night, so I, I won't. Um, I won't keep him here all night talking yeah. about it. It is an amazing story for anybody listening to it. It's also a journey. Um, now I've explained this to before that there's no one cure fits everything, and no. not everything gets cured as such. You learn how to deal with things, and you learn how you have limited certain limitations in life. Um, but you find ways to them, and yours was because your goal was to have a family. Yes. And can you believe you've now got that? You've got the family. So it shows people that there is hope for them when they first get this pain and they first acting through that, that you don't have to be doing it. Um, it's The thing that got me more about it was the things you couldn't do rather than what you could do with that. And that's the thing that people never understand is that how much these kind of illnesses, the debilitating people saying, what that means is it stops you doing things really you want to do. And you lost yeah. out in a lot of things. You talk about teenage years there. But so many people going out partying, going out doing whatever they want to do. You were distracted in a lot of that before you through. But what you've learned from that, and now because of what you've become from that, you're mm. the perfect example to show these young people to go through it. And wanting for people to realise this is not only female. Males go through it as well. Slightly different way, but it's the same thing. It's the same pain. They go through a lot of symptoms similar, and they're the same, probably more so than females. Say guys will not ask for help when it comes to something like that. They won't ask for it, and they will. They won't want to feel that they're not macho by having to go and get help with something like that. Even if you say to them, "We're going to go to sexual health clinic," the yeah. person that makes them going to have is a field day on that. But what, what have you been doing? So we yeah. need to get rid of the stigma as well that's about how to get the help and that's where you come in to educate people there's one great thing that Leanne does is 
Not only will she help people with this, but she educates others. So she can educate people and their family, their friends, about why they act a certain way so that they can understand better as well. And they're there for them. Because most of your friends and family want to help you. But if you can't explain it properly, they don't know how to help. So you're able to become the conduit way of education to help people to do that. It it is. It's one of those conditions that you're not going to sit down in the pub with your mate and start saying, oh, I, I suffer with pain in my genital area. Just sitting here is excruciating. You're not going to say that down the pub. When you go out for a meal or you, you go around a friend's house and they cook for you, you're not going to sit there and list out and go, can you not put this in it because you could cause me a flare up? You know, it's in, it's embarrassing in the sense that it's a it's a sensitive area, but it shouldn't mm. be embarrassing. It's a part of the human body. And sexual health clinics, yeah, they've got that stigma, and that's exactly what I thought. I didn't want to go in there. You, you can, when you go to a sexual health clinic, you don't even have to put down who you are. You can make a name up. They don't care. You put Mickey Mouse down if you want. You, it doesn't matter. They just want to help you. But there is that stigma of walking in and people looking at you and thinking, what's she been up to? Who's she been with? Why is she here? But it isn't like that at all. When I went, there was young mums there that were suffering with pain after childbirth. And a lot of the time you are referred to sexual health clinics because that is their field. They work with the reproductive side of things. So you you wouldn't go and see um, a physiotherapist for your shoulder pain if it's down there. You'd turn around and say, look, I'm, I'm suffering down here. So they'd go, well, you know, we'll send you to a physiotherapist that deals with just women's health or men's health, i.e. that area. And it took me a long time to be able to get over the fact that these people are helping me now, but I'm embarrassed by it because it's a personal thing to me. But now to think that if I had stayed embarrassed, I wouldn't be where I am today. I manage my pain. It's never going to go away 100%, but I've got, I won't stand up to you now, but I've got a pair of jeans on now. And I'm sitting on a hard back chair. 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Mm. So getting the help early makes a massive difference. I left it so long to get my help. But once I had that eureka moment, it was like, come on, literally kick up the backside, albeit the pain. Um, I got that moment where I thought, this is it. I've got to do this now. And if I don't do it now, I'm never going to have what I want. And I couldn't imagine my life without my little boy now. He's, he's part of me. And he's what I call my miracle baby. Because I've managed to not only have a child naturally, um, but also be able to look after him and do things with him. You know, one of the things that I struggled with is going swimming. Now, most people think that swimming was one of the most easiest and natural things to do. You're in water. There's no pressure on anything. But what about the chlorine that's in the pool? That affects it and that flares it up. And that was one of the most excruciating, just getting in a swimming pool or a hot bath. You know, I, I couldn't do things like that. And people used to say to me, oh, go and have a relax. Go and light some candles and get in a bath. 
that was almost like you might as well have just put me in a bath of nails. It was just impossible. And it was like, oh, it's all right, I'll take a shower, I'll be fine. I'd go for a massage and they'd go on the shop, come on, you know, relax, relax. The more somebody says to you, relax, and it's pushing their thumbs into your shoulders, the more your just, body's just tensing up. If you're suffering with pain somewhere in your body, the whole of your body is affected. But it's how you can manage that pain and, and deal with it and take control. And I think that one of the biggest things is learning to take control of your own body. Yeah. I think you've mentioned a couple of things there. One, the length of time it took. Two, you had to go and find the information for yourself. Yeah. And three, the word you used there was learning. That's why I come back to saying what I said at the beginning is people who want to know how to deal with this, who want to know how to go over it, and don't want to say, wait, five, ten years, whatever to do it, they want to be educated. Now, it's not just educating people who are already suffering from this. Like I said, there, like, we want to educate everybody about this. Yes. You may notice signs of a friend, like with that, when you tell them to go and get a bath, or you get up to go and do something, they can't do it, or they suddenly you're all going out on bikes, or you're going to put jeans on, and they've always got trousers on, and a skirt on. You say, why do you never wear jeans? Instead of putting them on the spot and making them even more awkward, wait until they're by themselves, just you and them, and just say, look, is there an issue with that? That way we won't keep saying it. Get them to open up. Ask yeah. them if they're okay. And if they say, yeah, you can tell them not. Just say, are you really okay? Prod that wee bit further and find out. But this is what the thing this has always been about, this series, is the same as all through this, I set this up, was to educate and empower people. Educate by telling them the options they have. And the power saying, the next thing you feel that bad, and you go to that GP, you said, as soon as you see the wee pad coming out of that, you go, no, stop. You go, see them going to the computer to do something? No. What options have I got apart from medication? That's the first thing you want to say to them. What options have I got apart from medication? Now, that's not to say you won't need medication. They might say, well, you need some of these, but yeah, we could actually do this or that or whatever. And they say, don't give you options. When you want to find out what options they could give you, that's when you speak to Leanne. Leanne will give you the options and you can tell them. So over the next few weeks, although we're going to have different people on with different things, we will find out a bit more about Leanne because I did ask the question earlier. Tell us a bit about yourself and then the issue and we find out about the issue. So we will find out more about Leanne over the next few weeks. I thought I'd leave that a little bit. Yeah, we're also going to find is different types of little things. She gave me some education before we came on about things for um, what you can eat, what you can do. These are the things as we go along. She'll give you little bits of that, that you can try or you can tell people. But what you do is if there's anybody you know that, that sounds like the way she described that, family member, a friend, um, I know, a colleague at work, and you think it's that, then have a little conversation with them. And if they do open them as, and the second Leanne's going to give you a way to get in touch with her, please, please get in touch with her because she just said that. People suffering alone is the most horrific thing as this earth, and both of us know it, because we both ended up doing it, but for different reasons, and not knowing where to go for you. Me, it's stubborn and pride, and I didn't want to ask for help. I thought I could do it on my own, and you find out you can't. So both of us dealt with something for 10, 12 years now, 13 years for me, that we want to make sure that other people don't do that. So where can people get in touch with you so that get more education on this, but also get you to help them? So you can come onto my website at www.reality-space.co.uk. You can also contact me on Facebook Reality Space or you can contact me via Tony. So however you want to contact me, there are options available. You can also email me at realityspace at gmail.com as well. So there are options that you can get in touch with me. But like I say, if 
if you can't remember those, we will obviously put it in the, the links at the end. But mm-hmm. if not, Tony obviously is the go-to man and he can pass your details straight on to me. I'm happy to help and I want to help you. I don't want anyone suffering like I did for such a long time and having all your hopes and dreams feel like they're just flying out the window. We're going to shut that window and keep those hopes and dreams and we're going to make them happen. That's brilliant. So really glad to be back again. Uh, a more hard-hitting series than the last one. This will really bit barriers and break them down. Uh, you just heard from that one, from the Anne's case there. There's things you don't normally, not real problems you've not heard before. But these are serious issues that people are suffering from. You've heard the Atlanta story. We want to prevent other people from having to deal with that and having to go through it on their own. We want to be there for them. So the answer you get in touch with her. If you want to get in touch with me about anything at all, about either anything about what we've been on the night, uh, and an apology for me as well is when Liam was talking later, I had to disappear for a second. Um, I'm on a little tablet thing next time I use a laptop and I don't realise it doesn't last as long ever. <laughs> I, I thought you got bored, Tony. Recording this live, so I had to do that. Um, <laughs> but seriously, if there's anything at all you want to come on and talk about, you want us to talk about anything, a lot of these things that's come up in this series because people ask me different things over last year. And that's why I've took a big gap between the end of last season and this one. I wanted to really look at some different things that people are suffering from and why there's not the help now. So we'll get that. If we don't know it, we'll put you forward the specialists to do. And what I want to say is, if you do want to get touch with something, Leanne mentioned earlier about how much hypnotherapy can really help with that. But remember what she said about the physio. Why would you get a physio that actually deals maybe with sports injuries if yours is to do with this with a genital area? You wouldn't. It's a different type of physio. So again, it's saying, don't just go to a general or a clinical hypnotherapist expecting them to be able to help with us. Leanne is a specialist in this area. So that's why you want to go somewhere like her. Um, come to me about it. I've done that passionately. And yet I'm a professional hypnotherapist, but it's not my area of expertise. Uh, I would passionately answer, look, someone knows it much better than me. Even though I suffer from nerve pain, it's a different way of doing it. So get in touch with me, as usual, Tony Gordon at changeyourmindlimited.com. And the limited is LTD. So Tony Gordon at changeyourmindlimited.com. On my website, again, www.changeyourmindlimited.com. Either way there, you can get in touch with any of us. If you go to my website, you just click and it'll take you through to where you can book a call, 50 minutes, half hour, whatever you want. Book on it and just have a chat. It's free to do. And if it's something I can't help with, I will pass you to Leanne as well. So thank you again, everybody, for joining us again. It's great being back. And I'm really looking forward to this series of what me and Leanne will actually take you and educate you. Remember, that's the word for this series. going to be educate again and empower you about what you can do to help others. So... It's good night for me, good morning, afternoon, wherever you are. And from Leanne? Good night, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you. <laughs> and we'll be back again next week, I said, with selective mutism. Some is a really interesting subject, and what we look forward to that as well. So thank you, everybody. Take thank care you. of you and your families, and we'll speak and see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Tony. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for more great conversation, valuable tips, and positive ideas, allowing you to take your first step towards learning, growing, and succeeding.